What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. This is episode 20 featuring Nolan Long. Nolan is a right-handed pitcher in the L.A. Dodgers organization. He pitched in A for the Tulsa Drillers and was a A All-Star in 2019. We're super pumped to have our second baseball player on for an interview, so let's get right into it. Like I said, um, good buddy of mine, Nolan Long, um, went to South Camp with me for a year. Uh, former basketball player, um, high recruit, but eventually chose baseball. And I think um, he's got a pretty, pretty amazing story between you know being a two-sport college athlete, Division One level, correct? Correct. And eventually having to make a decision on which one and whatnot to pursue. Um, but why don't you just give us a little background going way back to, I mean, start at public high school and then, you know, take us from there. And also if you want, uh, drop your social media too. So everyone can follow you on Instagram and all that stuff. All right, cool. I mean, across the board, I'm at Nolan Long 32, I think on everything, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, honestly, yeah. <laughs> you have a TikTok? Yeah, dude. I'm I'm popping off. I got like almost five thousand followers on TikTok. No way. All I do, I mean, I don't do the <laughs> dances. I literally just if you go to my page right now, it's literally just me throwing baseballs as hard as I can, and people kind of like that. So that's awesome. <laughs> dude, let's do a tick. Let's do a TikTok together. <laughs> I would, dude. I would love to go viral doing something. But all right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I had I had one video where I did a trick shot and I got like six hundred thousand views and like that's what like really set me off. What? Yeah. So anyway, no long thirty two across across the board across all socials. <laughs> but um, right. yeah, I mean, just like uh, just uh, the basics of it. I mean, I just uh, baseball and basketball were just kind of always in my blood from like my dad played both um at university of rhode island and my uncle his brother played both at uh yukon so it was just kind of like i just i mean it was just grew up playing basketball and baseball i mean it was just like never something i thought i had to do it was just i was good at it and i liked like working at it i liked doing it in my spare time and you know once i got to high school i um i feel like um basketball took off a quicker because i mean i was always a tall kid tall athletic kid and um i was as a on varsity as a freshman for basketball and baseball i was just the tall kid who threw hard but was throwing the ball over the backstop i mean just like i mean everywhere (laughs) and it was just kind of like all right well i mean the pieces were there but it just kind of wasn't i could i could score i could score on the basketball court better than i could throw a strike on the baseball field so it was just kind of like um, and within like the first two years of high school, I kind of like zoned in on, you know, throwing more strikes and striking guys out. And it was just kind of like, okay, well, this guy is, 
a tall athletic pitcher who throws hard, who's now striking guys out. I feel like that was more appealing than, you know, a, a not so highly touted high school public, uh, public high school basketball player. It, it just kind of like how it, it kind of how it laid itself out. And then all of a sudden baseball took off like faster than anything um, in anything that ever happened on uh, for basketball for me. And then it was just kind of like literally every school I, I was getting recruited by a bunch of schools for baseball, which kind of overshadowed basketball. And then it was like once school, I heard schools reaching out to me for basketball. They were like, Oh, we didn't know you were a baseball player. Like, so like that kind of like pulled back like recruiting for basketball. And I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I'm down to play both. I'm down to talk to basketball uh, schools for basketball, like no matter what level. And then it was just kind of like one thing led to another. I committed to university of Rhode Island um, after my junior year of high school, just to play baseball. Then I had my best year on the basketball court, my senior year. And I was like, Hey, I could, I could play both at the at division one level. So I was like, I mean, prep school was always that option. And I was like, okay, well, I could use this extra year, this post-grad year to get a basketball scholarship and be a free baseball player on uh, whatever college I picks, you know, uh, whatever school's baseball program, I could be a free player if I'm on a basketball scholarship. And, you know, I went to South Kent with Flo and for played basketball and, you know, baseball. I mean, I had a good, good year there and I, committed to Wagner College in the NEC and got that scholarship and was also um, the baseball player there. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much black and white right there, what happened. And it was just kind of like it, it, I don't regret doing a extra, that post-grad year. I, it was exactly how I wanted it to be and you know, it worked out for me. Yeah, well, clearly, because then we wouldn't be friends. So that's yeah. a big part of it. That's, but. that's, the, whole, that's the whole reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm a absolute gem, so it's nice to be around me, but um, (laughs) no, it's, uh, I think it's cool that part of your story kind of, you know, you hear yourself saying you did what you wanted rather than like, you see kids, I mean, you probably won't understand as much, but like, it's probably the same in baseball actually, but like kids nowadays, like parents are like focusing on one sport for these kids at like 11 and 12 years old. And then by the time they're our age, they're like completely checked out because I mean, it's get really what they've been doing 365 days a year <laughs> because their pops was like, all right, no, it's the time to take a thousand swings in the cage in December or something like that. You know, I've, I've, yeah. seen, it. I've seen it like with my friends with like guys I play with now it's 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 not not so much the committing to one sport but the fact that it's like um uh, like a parent's decision just kind of like I mean if the kid likes soccer and like also baseball I mean as a 14 15 year old what like what does it matter if he's playing another sport I mean like you're telling me you got you tell me your kid's got to double down on a sport at, at 14 years old, 15 years old. I mean, it's just it's just like now that I think about it, it's just ludicrous. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I don't know much about baseball parents, but when it comes to hockey parents that have that, it's like first off, everyone knows hockey equipment is like the most expensive sporting gear out there, mm-hmm. and 
just the way you see parents like banging on the glass, like getting into it with reps and their kids like sitting there, like I'm not having fun. And it's like, first off, I'm the, the kids probably not as into it as the parent is yeah. the banging on the glass. Like how, yeah, how, exactly. how much more into it can the kid be than the, if the parents bang on the glass and, I mean, it's the same with like with basketball and baseball. You got the the dads behind the backside chirping the umpire. Like this guy's a volunteer. This guy's not getting paid to umpire. Like this guy's a you're a, he's a volunteer. This yeah. guy, this guy just is. This is his extra. He's just doing this for fun, and you, you're wearing him out behind the backside because you're someone over four with four punchies. Like good lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's wild. Um, well, just so everyone knows, how tall are you exactly? I'm six feet, 10 inches tall. Yeah. Jeez. So imagine, yeah, he was like, oh, I was always on the taller side. Like, that's. But, no, you were the tallest <laughs> kid in the room, in every room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. there's a difference between being on the taller side and then being, yeah, being no, the tallest. That was, being the tall guy. Yeah. No, I stuck out. I, I mean, when I played like travel basketball, like, I mean, everybody was kind of like tall, like everyone, like everyone, I mean, the tallest guys on the team were around the six, seven, six, ten range. So like, I didn't stick out that much, but I mean, when I was like six, nine, six, eight, six, nine on a baseball field, I mean, it was just like this guy just first off the first thought everyone thinks is this guy's playing the wrong sport. But Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously ended up at Wagner. Why don't you kind of take us down the path that you went on, post-college, uh, the journey with the drafts, and kind of go back to the initial draft with San Francisco and then how everything kind of played out. And then tie that into you finally getting to a point where you needed to make a change and, you know, kind of make that difference in your life mm-hmm. rather than, you know, yeah, um, so whatever I, it may be. Yeah. So after my senior year, like I said, I, when I had that good year of basketball, after after that, I played baseball. I had a great year playing baseball. And, you know, this is back in uh, high school, like before South Kent Public High School, I was also drafted um, by the San Francisco Giants in the, in the MLB draft. I was taken late. I was a young kid. I really wanted to go to school. Was It wasn't really on my radar. Just I was still so immature and – honestly all aspects athletics academics and stuff like that so that wasn't it was it was awesome to be part of the MLB draft that year and um decided to go to South Kent and then ended up at Wagner and you know I went because I did that post-grad year I was draft eligible after my sophomore year at Wagner so I had a good year good freshman year basketball and baseball Wagner and then sophomore year same thing I ended up getting drafted again um by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the 16th round. So I was just kind of like, you know, I knew it was like kind of like once I, once I, uh, after like my freshman year of baseball, I was just kind of like, all right, well, this is something I could definitely pursue because I was just kind of like head and shoulders above everybody else. I was just having the success of, you know, what I, at the time, what I thought like a professional, I thought I was like, I'm, I'm a pro like right now. And then, so I, I got, I got picked and then, um, yeah, I got sent to Arizona for like rookie ball, and then, and that's when it just kind of hits you. Like you get like out, out of college, like I'm the man, like I'm this, I'm that, and then you get there and you're just like, all right, this is the bottom of the barrel rookie ball, 
And I got guys throwing a hundred plus miles an hour right here who are 18 years old. And then all of a sudden you're the man. And then it's like, you know, I don't belong here. Like I'm not good. And it's just like, it just kind of, it's just that, that, that thought in your mind, like, why, like, am I supposed to be here? And then it was just kind of like, well, I mean, I'm here. I can't just fold. Like, that's just my mental state. I was like, I got, I got to, you know, I got to separate myself somehow. And I, you know, it was just, uh, this was 2015 and, you know, I was just, just out there grinding, just trying to get out, honestly, the, the long story short. And I had that first, uh, that first short season after uh, I got drafted, I did well. And I was like, all right, like I can, I can do this. I got, I got my, my confidence back. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Like I'm, this is what I'm meant to do. And then it was just kind of like they had that off season. I worked my ass off just like, like lifting, throwing, just kind of like working on my craft. Cause now this is the first winter where I don't play basketball. I mean, I was like, I'm out of college. I, uh, I don't have this winter where I have to, you know, be doing summer sessions for, um, school for like for college like to get ready for the basketball season i was like well this is the first time i'm i can actually like straight up just work out lift and stuff like for what because i'm a professional now it's my job so i was like all right cool it's gonna all work out so i busted my ass that whole off season to get ready for spring training and then once i get to the season i'm like from the gates 2016 i'm just bad like horrible, like the worst I've ever put. <laughs> like I put all this work in. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get rewarded. Like this is it. Like I'm. I've never doubled down on this before. Like this. Like this is gonna be great. And then I go out there and I literally am getting just knocked around the field. Like I am just lost. I'm just like, I am. T- I like. There's so. It was like okay. First couple outings, I I was a starter, um, in 2016. So I was like do all my preparation. I'd take the mound and it would just be like, I, it'd be like three innings, six runs, just a bunch of hits. And I'm just like, that's never happened in my life. Like, that's kind of weird. I was like, all right, well, I mean, these are guys that are pros. So I got to like the next start and then five days I'll, I'll get them. And then it's just like bad start again. I'm just like, just stringing together bad start after bad start. And then next thing you know, you're just like, every time you're taking the field it's just like is this gonna happen again is this gonna happen again is this gonna happen and it's just like i could throw five shutout and then i go off for the six i'm like all right i'm back and then i go off for the six and i give up like a six spot i'm just like i'm i this is not it this is not it then next thing you know i get that 2016 i get demoted to back to rookie ball i'm i was in a ball and i get sent back to rookie ball and i'm just like yo maybe this isn't for me So like, I mean, where it really hit me was that off season busted my ass again. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this happen again. Like same thing, just but like worked on. I was like, this is not going to happen again. This is not going to happen again. Spring training, have a great 2017 spring training. I get off to the exact same start as 2016. And anybody who's anybody is like, all right, well, I'm just not good. Like I'm about to go pick up a basketball and just play basketball again somewhere. I could, I could find, I could go finish up my degree. This is literally my thought process because I went back to a ball and then I got sent to back to uh, once the season started, I got sent back to spring training, not even to a level, just like figure it out. <laughs> and I remember calling my pops. I was like, oh, 
dad, this isn't for me. Like, I'm, I'm just not good. Like, this is, I can't keep doing this. Like, I'm just embarrassing myself out there. And he's like, well, I mean, you busted your ass all off season. Like, like, don't just pack it in right now. I mean, you put in that time, like you can't go any lower. Right. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's literally no, there's nothing I can lose from here. So that's just when like, all, like a, my care factor just went out the window. So I was like, you know, I take them out. I don't care about anything. I was like, I'm, it's just me out here. Like, and it was just like, once that happened, I was just like, I was like writing in a notebook, how I felt that day on the mound. I was like, well, okay. Aside of my statistics, I was like, all right, well, a, I'm healthy, which a lot of baseball players don't have. Like I see a lot of guys rehabbing there, like they're nagging injuries where it's like, that's preventing them from playing. I'm playing. I'm just not good. I was like, well, okay. Like I'm healthy. I'm still throwing. I'm, I, I'm kind of figuring it out now, like how I got to be. Like if I, my care factors out the window, I don't care if I fail again, because like, I've already been the worst I've ever been. So like, I can't get any worse. Like there's literally, it's, it sounds cliche, but like you can only go up from where I was at. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. I was just like, it was just like, every time I took them out, it was just like, okay, well that was a good outing. I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Like I'm at the bottom of the barrel. Like, I mean, I threw, I'll throw great. I'll just be like, whatever. Like that's what I'm supposed to do. And like, it's like, I'm, it, it didn't mean anything. It was like, it, it, at that point, I was so far backwards, a good outing didn't mean much, which was also kind of a blessing. Cause like, and then I started stringing good outings together um, in extended spring training where it's like, it's not even a level. Then I get back to low A. And then my friends were like, they talk about it now. They're like, dude, you came back a different person. Like it was like, I, I didn't feel different. I don't think I looked any different, but they were just like, yeah, you just had like something about you that was just different. And I was like, it was literally rock bottom, rock bottom changed yeah. me for the better. And then the next thing you know, I'd like jump two levels right there. Cause it was just like, all right, well, this is how I got to carry myself. Now I'm coming out of the bullpen and I'm just like, I'm just thinking of myself as a dog, just like come out and just like, I don't care about anything. Let me just mow these guys down and just head into the clubhouse. And that's literally, that's literally the mental state I've been in since then. And honestly, it's the most success I've had on a baseball field. It was just like rock. It was like, I went from being the man in college to like having a pretty good pro ball start to literally a steep downfall into just being horrendous. And then about to hang up the cleats and pick up a basketball again. And then I was just like, I mean, I cannot get any lower. And then next thing you know, it's just like, once my care factor went out the window, it was just like, uh, that's when I had the spike in success and pretty much everything. And that's really now how I carry myself and whatever, because you can't, you can't care too much because I mean, it, it, if, if it, if it bites your back, I mean, it, it's going to be the end of the world for to you. Yeah. That's, that's huge. I mean, especially when, you're at such a high level and um, you have so much to lose. You kind of get worried about trying different things, but you, for you, you were at a point where you had nothing to lose. So you allowed yourself to, let me try this, you know, go, let me try going into this game with this mentality today. And look, it worked out for you. You know, I think that, you know, we've talked about this before on other episodes, like, you know, you have so much to lose, especially when you put so much effort into a sport and you, 
play at such high levels that you almost like forget that, yeah, it's fun, but you forget that the main reason why you're there is for fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, if you just go out there with that mentality, like you said, you know, and just have fun playing and nothing to lose, like whatever it, you play so much better, your shoulders drop, you know, you're just out there literally playing like a little kid again. And that's, I think, such an important thing that a lot of people I think need to uh, realize is there's a difference between caring and, and having passion for the game you play. But when you care to a level where every single game is like the last game of your life or like, the, like, like yeah. it just, there's so much weight to it. It actually just is, is going to drag you down which I think is so it's, it, and it's actually very hard to get to that point. Cause I know, like for all of us, we obviously love our game so much. We want to play for as long as we can, but to like play with that carefree mentality, it's, it's kind of hard to get to that point. But you know, when you get to a point where you're at rock bottom, you have nothing to lose. It kind of, that's the only place you can go at that point. Definitely. You definitely forget the reason why I was playing. Like when I was having those bad outings, like, you forget that the reason why you're there is because you were a kid who just like liked the game. Like that's, what's completely forgotten. Like, it's just like all of a sudden you're stringing, I'm stringing these bad performances together. And I'm just like, literally like, what am I doing? Like, this is embarrassing. Like, like, okay, like let's, let's take it back to why I'm here is because I enjoyed playing when I was 12 years old. I was pretty good. And I just liked getting better. And now I've hit this wall and it was just like, I just kept running into it. And I was just like, almost like, all right, this wall right here is, this is the end. This is where I just give up. And I was just, I somehow found myself going over it, around it, through it. And I was just like, all right, now like, and there's going to be more walls of like, like in anything, like in any part of life, like you just got to figure out how to get through it. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. A couple points. I mean, going back to what you said about how you write shit down in a notebook, like that's that's been one of the topics throughout a couple of our episodes um one of uh the first kids that came on talked about how he tried all these different things that helped him cope with um how he was feeling and whatnot and he tried all these things but the thing that helped him most was writing shit down and whether it's you have a mental illness or not the fact that you've reflected on your you know, journey and what you're going through allowed you to confront what was holding you back, which ultimately led to the perseverance that you showed by just being like, all right, fuck this. I'm going back to that 12 year old, 16 year old, 19, 20 year old that just got on the mound and just threw absolute smoke and just shot the, shut the guys down and you know i think all sports are very different but when it comes to the mental approach to something like pitchers especially starters have such a bigger gap between outings compared to a hockey player that you have a bad shift you're going back out in two minutes but for a pitcher you have five fucking days to think to just sit with your bad outing <laughs> To it's just horrible. sit and that's brutal. It, it, it's so fucking crazy because you know, obviously, I've thought about it before, but obviously, having a guy I know talk about it, it's like, dude, I have a bad shift. I'm like, I just fucking 
I hit my stick off my helmet and you know, that kind of just reset, like resets, resets me because I know that in a minute and a half to two minutes, I got to go back out there. And if I'm not back in the moment, I'm going to have another bad shift and then I'm fucked because I'm not a guy that's going to go out and score a couple points a night. So if I have a couple bad shifts, so as a pitcher, especially a starter, dude, like you have so much time to just sit and think. But the fact that you obviously you got moved to the bullpen, but even then it's still a pretty big gap because depending on the team, less you're playing, of, it's less of a gap, but like in the grand scheme of like other games, it's still a pretty big gap. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And you know, the fact that you found something that helped you adjust is pretty crucial because as you see that's that technique that you took made a difference in you know that gap between outings and i mean at the end of the day dude like like you said you're at rock bottom and then you ended up going up two more levels like that shit's crazy but another thing that you mentioned was which we've talked about in previous episodes, you work harder than you ever worked before in the summer. Yeah. But we all, we always thought, you know, doing the most physical shit is working as hard as you can, but we forget to work on the mental side. Mm-hmm. And I think since you got in that groove of, you know, just kind of going, going with the flow yeah, has allowed you to kind of adapt to your summer training too. I, if I'm wrong, correct, like, correct me, but. No, that's it. It was just kind of like what helped me mentally was like not, not caring, not holding on to this, this horrible outing that I would have and just like, just keep reflecting on it and being like, you were terrible. This was so <laughs> bad. Like, yeah, what it's like a, fuck, it's a fucking snow globe. You can't exactly. Look at You're just looking at it. like I'm just, And then it just becomes like, okay, well, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, like it, it's it's over with like for fuck's sake you're gonna get the ball again and you're gonna have to compete again like why am i holding on to this shitty one when i can yeah. just hopefully get a, a good one and then yeah. look at the good one for a little bit and then fuck that that's over with too like yeah it's, exactly it's, it's so true. <laughs> and like it's, it's like that that kind of like clarity i had coming to the bullpen because like okay i mean you guys are athletes i feel like i'm gonna just say this point i feel like the competitive aspect in the game of baseball is nothing like any other game, especially my position, because in baseball, it's like you, you can't really, you can't hide on the field. You're going to have to come up to the plate. Like you can't like, you're not going to have a guy who's like, just an example on the basketball court, who's just, you know, running track up and down, pass the ball here and there. And like, you, you don't know he's out there. He doesn't score any points, but like, you know, he's out there. You don't know if he did good or bad because he didn't stick out. Yeah. If you're on the baseball field, it's me versus you. And then it's like everyone's watching me with the ball, and then they're going to watch me throw it at you at the plate. And if you can't hit it, everyone knows it. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, okay, well, it was just kind of like being able to like, all right, well, I kind of just got to tap into like some sort of mental state where it's just like, okay, I it's like a, like a caged animal. Like you're just out there on the mound and just like that's kind of like, the the fuck it forget it side is now like when I'm on the mound I'm I'm a di- I'm a totally different person and it's just like 
anything killer instinct. Done, anything I've done in the past is is nothing, and it's literally just like I I just have a tunnel vision with you at the plate, and I am going to do everything in my power to throw the ball by you and just get you out. And it's just like okay, well, when in when I was having those when I was stringing together those bad outings. I was thinking, okay, I gotta, I gotta do that. I gotta throw this pitch here. This guy doesn't hit this. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. And if, if he hits it here, like, and it was just like that, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm me. And it's fuck it. I'm beating you. (laughs) Like I could throw whatever pitch out. You could tell me what pitch to throw. I'm going to throw it and you're still going to miss it. And it's just like, that, that's, that's how you got to be. You got to have, you got to be some sort of tap. Like you can't, the second you're like, eh, well, maybe this guy's going to beat me. You've already lost. No, exactly. You've already lost. It's me versus you. And for fuck's sake, I'm going to fall by you. I mean, man, that kind of brings me to the story that you were telling me the other day about when you, I don't remember the question exactly, but just my response about how I just swing that was like, unbelievable i was like <laughs> asking you because because oh okay you get the legend of flow on the baseball field <laughs> I, hit the tank. I was like i was like yeah flow do you swing for the fences every time and you were just like i don't even know i don't even remember swinging i just was talking like damn i think i just black out every pitch and i was like that's the most incredible answer i've ever heard next thing you know i see you all hitting balls over the trees i was like oh yeah i guess i guess he's right <laughs> well dude see that's the thing like i I committed to Providence my sophomore year at South Kent. So, like, that was kind of – like, hockey was obviously my sport. So, when I got to baseball, dude, like like you said, I had that carefree mentality, but I was still fucking competitive. And yeah. it, it got to the point where, like, my dad was like, are you sure you want to go hockey? Like, you don't want to pursue baseball? I remember, my like, dad, I remember my dad coming to some of the games like – Flo's a Division One hockey, a, a Division One baseball player. You know that, right? I was like, yeah. I mean, he's got a freaking hose for an arm, and he hits absolute nukes. I mean, like, <laughs> this guy's just a professional hockey player. It's like that's the only reason why he's not pursuing baseball. Yeah. No, dude. Thought, but like that carefree mentality is like because you didn't game. care. You didn't have to perform, but it was just like I'm playing this. I'm a competitor. I'm going out there. I'm I, I'm not I'm not lollygagging. I'm just, I'm out here playing. I'm out here competing. But it was just like, I mean, the failures didn't hang on you like some some demons in your head because I mean it was baseball. It was like it was, and it was just like I mean that's that's just my thought process for you. I mean I I don't know if that was exactly it. I mean I know you want to succeed and stuff, but I mean it's it wasn't life or death to you as it would yeah. be on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Real quick, too. Um, one thing you said about when you're on the mound or when you're entering the stadium, getting ready for a baseball game, is like you have to kind of switch into like that uncaged animal. And it's like I think that's so important. Um, something my dad always told me growing up. And um, I saw this guy. His name is Matt Calderoni. Has a he's a Canadian guy. He works with a bunch of hockey guys. He talks about this too, and he said it in a great way that made me understand it better too. It's just like switching into character. Cause you have to have like that side that you are off alter away ego. from the rink. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then when you enter, you have to kind of like, and it, whatever you want to say that works for you, like if it's trick yourself into like thinking like you're like a superhero or some shit just to get you into that mental state where whatever anxieties that you have when you're, when you're Danny Perez away from the rink, right. You got to like 
find a way to like turn into somebody new at the rink. So that shit that maybe you feel insecure about or bugs you um, doesn't affect your play because it, it's going yeah. to, you know, I think that's huh? awesome that you brought that point up because that's huge. And then the fact that you found an analogy that, that works for you and it's like that uncaged animal is, is awesome. I think it's important to find what works for you and, and like Flo said already, um, writing down how you felt on the mound, it, I think is awesome because I don't think a lot of people actually, you know, what, what do you want to call it? Like writing stuff down, journaling, whatever you want to call it. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't do that, but it's so beneficial. So, I, I mean, my question to you is what like made you um, start doing that? Was it a suggestion from somebody? Did you just say one day, yeah, I'm going to write this down. See how I felt. Like what was the behind that? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was never like a, um, it wasn't somebody who requested it. It was just like, I mean, deep down, I knew I was going to overcome this. I was like, as much as many failures I've had, I was like, I'm going to come out of this. I'm, and I was just like, I started it while I was doing off to in 2017 when I was bad. I started it. I was like, because I don't want to come back to this. I want to write this down. You know, like when you're, you're, you associate like a song with how you're feeling or like what you're doing. And then you hear that song again. And it's like, Oh man, I remember hearing this song when I was like feeling like this. And now it brought me back when I was writing down those bad outings. I was like, I don't want to come back to this. And when I do have, when I, I, I want to write this down. So I'm throwing all my emotions on this, on this piece of paper right now, whatever, whatever I was writing, it didn't even have to be about the game. It was just like this and then like and then like months later when i'm having success and maybe i have a hiccup in the midst of my success i'm like okay like let me flip back to two months ago when i was literally a piece of shit like, like <laughs> let me open up this page oh april 22nd i was literally at rock bottom like okay i remember how i felt i don't want to go back to this and then it's just yeah. like boom gone i'm ne- next yeah it was just like i started writing it down when i was when i when I started when I was shitty because I was like, I want to remember this. I don't want to just keep stringing together bad outings. I want to throw this bad outing. I want to throw this, this, these failures on paper right now. So when I go back and look at it, I say, I never want to go back there. And I still have this notebook and I still, and it's, if I, you could like flip through it and just watch it. Just kind of like me just overcome these like demons. It's kind of cool. Like watching it. It's like, it was like just the worst of the worst. And then it's like, okay. And then you see, I write like, okay, new level. Cause I, yeah. I would get pumped up and then I'd be like, yeah. okay, here, here, here. And then it'd be like new level. And, and then yep. yeah, yeah. That's so sick. it was just like, That's so I, awesome. yeah, I still have it. And I just kind of flip through it. And I'm just like, every time I'm feeling like I'm, I'm not like, I'm not good or this. I just remember like, dude, rock bottom was literally the worst. Oh yeah. Yeah, you, 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 that's a great way to see your thoughts become tangible and mm-hmm. then you can just always refer to that and it's, yeah. you learn from it and then you say, listen, like, why did I get to this point? Okay. You put together one bad outing, maybe two in a row. Like, okay. Now you know that just because you put two bad outings in a row doesn't mean it's like, let yourself get to that point still. You can yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, and just again, yeah. like that constant reminder of you don't want to go back there. Yeah. It's just, it's just a way of, like I said, putting your thoughts, making them become tangible and just being able to learn from it, which is like the most important thing is learning from these experiences. So that, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. so awesome that you, and then you have, still have it, refer to it. And that's so, oh, cool. yeah. 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 I mean, 
so I was never really big on the, you know, journaling and whatnot, but I'll admit the last like two weeks for me have been just kind of a shit show. And I started, <laughs> I went to CVS and I bought post-it notes and I keep them in my car. And every time I have like a bad thought or any thought or, you know, need a reminder, like I'm thinking about something, it's like, Hey, you're doing all right. You're, you know, you're in good, in a good routine all this shit. I'll write it down on post and I'll fucking put it on my glove compartment so I can see it. And the difference that the last couple of days have been since I started doing that is like monumental for me. Once, once it's written down, it becomes real. Like if you were just thinking about, I'm going to remember this, like you really don't like after like a week, it's just like whatever. And then that, that, that just snowballs until you're, you know, inside your own head. But like, once you start writing stuff down, it becomes real. And it's like, okay, this, at this, at these emotions that I'm putting on this paper are actually, actually happened. And then you can put yourself back there. And it's just like, you, you can move forward a lot easier. Yeah. It's, it's actually crazy to see that as soon as I write it down, now that I'm thinking about it, like in this moment right now, once I wrote it down, I didn't fucking think about it anymore. Yeah. And it was out of my head and it's like obviously so beneficial for me, but like for people that don't journal or have never tried it, I would recommend it. I know so many people that have suggested it and whatnot, but I never tried it before and now that I'm doing it, it's like Holy you, fuck. you actually yeah. see it working you're like, <laughs> it's like at first you're like a journal like whatever and it's mm-hmm. just like until you actually start doing it you're like ah, like, all right like i can see how the, i can see how people like doing this yeah no and i mean it's only been a couple of days but even if they're good thoughts good thoughts or bad thoughts are just like reminders like it, i feel so much better doing it but i mean i don't know man like you you look at everything you've overcome and you know the self-doubt I guess you could say that held you back that you eventually took control over by breaking out of that cage and now you're going up Mm -hmm. is so fucking cool to see and you know we don't have many baseball players on here but now that we do um, obviously uh, shout out to Gavin. Oh yeah, <laughs> Gavin. He's gonna be listening to this. <laughs> yeah, he's he we, he witnessed the 2016 normal. <laughs> well, I was right next to that guy the entire time. <laughs> well, you both uh, you both should be you know proud of what you overcame and where you're at now. To be friends with you guys. And I'm also lucky to have watched, you know, everything you guys have gone through and overcame because um, it's just pretty amazing to see. And um, I appreciate you coming on. I know at first it was a little um, hesitant, I guess you could say, but I feel like it will be very beneficial for people that aren't necessarily suffering or dealing with a mental illness but when it comes to self-doubt that could lead to one Mm -hmm. so hearing you talk about how 
you know, writing stuff down and kind of yeah, just there's always, there's always a way out, no matter how dark it gets between your ears. I mean, I was just kind of like when, when you feel like you're just sucked down, just where you think you're never going to get out. It's just like, I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta claw your, you claw your way, claw your way out. I mean, there's, there's going to be a way out. You just got to find it. It's up to you if you want to find it and you just gotta, you just gotta get it. So it was just like, that's, yeah, no, that was huge for me. And I was just kind of like learning along the way. It was like, nobody yeah. was I'm sure. Like, I mean, the only thing that people saw were my bad outings. They didn't really see like if I was actually like as traumatized as I was. Cause I mean, this game is like what I've put my life into. And then it was just like, I'm giving it my all. And it's just absolutely just beating me down to the ground and just keeping me there and just keeping me there. And it was just like, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just going to lay down for this, this game. This is a yeah. child's game. Like this is yeah. no longer a game. I just got to get up and like figure this out. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like, it was just, just learning along the way. Like I couldn't, I couldn't let it keep me down. And that's, that's just one of the, these are just the pieces on how it happened. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, why don't you tell us uh, what's next for you? Uh, obviously, times are pretty crazy with COVID, but um, you know, let us know where you're at. What's yeah, next? Um, and uh, I mean, like right now, I'm doing my best to simulate a season to like line myself up for a regular off season, like a regular winter, I should say. Because I mean, like, I'm not. I wasn't. If once my season got shut down, I wasn't just gonna stop like I mean like this is like if anything this is the time to like work on stuff like get better at certain things not just check boxes of throw lift like this is now time to like really execute on making this pitch better this pitch better getting better at this and you know that's what I've been doing it's just kind of like every I'm I'm working out and throwing every day because that's what I would do in season and it's just like now we're in September this is like the this is like the 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 finish line almost so it's like you know this is where i gotta can't let off the brakes or can't let off the gas i just gotta punch it and finish through and then that lines me up for a regular off season you know it is weird because this is the first summer that i'm literally not playing baseball and it's just like i didn't get to lace up the cleats or put on the pants once and it just sucks man it was just like especially seeing like my little brother who like gets to play baseball and as soon as I saw him throw pants on and cleats I was like I am so jealous like that you're going out there with your boys (laughs) and you're playing and I'm I'm here just like I just gotta watch I gotta watch guys that I played with like in the bigs right now because I mean they, they picked a select few guys who could go like to extend the rosters and you know unfortunately I wasn't one of those guys and it's just like you're just watching these guys on tv and you're just like you're happy for them but you're like fuck man like God, I would literally do anything to just play. But, yeah, I mean, that's – I can't sit and dwell on it. I can't sit and feel bad for myself because there's a bunch of other guys in the same situation, and you just yeah. got to kind of roll with it and just set yourself up for that off season to get you ready for 2021. You know, as crazy as that sounds, I'm ready for it. Yeah. yeah. What did uh, – go ahead, Flo. No, I was, I was telling you too. Oh, yeah. No, I was just asking um, – what are some of the things that you did to like or are doing to sort of simulate that season? Had like, you know, when the season got canceled or whatever it may be, what did, how was your approach to that? What were some of the things that you've done and have been doing this, this simulated in season? 
Well, it was like spring training. Like it's, it's everything. Like everyone's just getting ready to hit the ground running when they go to their affiliate. And it was just like, we didn't really get to truly know where we were going. Cause it was just kind of like, Hey, we got to send everybody home. Once, uh, once the NBA stopped, it was like, all right, well, we're next. Okay. We can't, we can't just, the MLB can't just not follow suit. Cause it was like NHL got banged. NBA got banged. We were like, well, we're next. Like there's no shot we're playing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. they sent us home and I didn't know how long this was going to be. Nobody did. And uh, honestly, if you were to say in March, like that this stuff would be going through September, you'd be like, you're nuts. And it was just like, all right, well, yeah. that's just, I, as soon as I got sent home, I was like, all right, well, I mean, I have access to mounds. I have access to like weights, not in a gym. So I was like, I could come out ahead of everybody else. So I was like, I'm, I'm really going to do this. Like I'm going to treat this as a season. Like I'm going to be ready to hit the ground running when, when we come back. Little did I know, but like, yeah, me and the kid I work out with, we started like, okay, going to parks, hopping fences, like breaking some rules. We had the cops called on us a couple of times because we were throwing a baseball. That's it was awesome. the most ridiculous. It was the most ridiculous thing. We got, we'd get kicked off football fields. We got kicked off baseball fields. And then one of the, we snuck our way onto a soccer field and we had that, we had that set up for a little bit. And one of the volunteers who oversees the field was like, you guys can't be here. And we were just like, look, man, we've been kicked off every field by every volunteer if you're going to kick us off, you got to call the cops. We're not moving. And we were just over it. And then the guy calls the cops and the cruisers pull up. And we're just, all right, all right. Like, so we're awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bluff called. Um, seriously. <laughs> I mean, it was just kind of like, okay, well, you were on the football field. I mean, it's not like we're, we're spitting in each other's faces. No, like, yeah. The virus, <laughs> the virus is – we're, we're literally throwing a baseball – 300 feet we're throwing the ball so far apart and we're just like just getting our work in and like these people are just like uh, telling us we can't be here can't be here and it was the most the weirdest time it was just that, like it kicked off every park every field and then it was just like it just snowballed and bubbled over and we we're like just call the cops like <laughs> we're not like we're we're we've been here for every day for a month or whatever and now you're gonna come kick us out like do it and then he did, and then we had to leave. That's like uh, you need to, uh, That's like you ever seen um, Lords of Dogtown? Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My favorite movie. It's like the California skate scene, just hopping fences into pools, and you're just like doing the same thing, just desperate to try and get some pitches in, get your get your work exactly. out there, getting kicked out. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah, it's so awesome. I love that. You uh, you need a guy to throw BB to. <laughs> Hey man, if you want to step in there, I'm down. Buddy, I'm down the clown. I'll I'll lace up the cleats. I I would kill to do that, dude. Hey man, let's ride. Just, let's do just something. don't just just don't hit me. Oh come on! It's a five <laughs> ounce ball. It's not gonna hurt you. You see my no teeth. I mean, right now, throwing a mouth guard, you'll be good. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought when I got hit with the pot. <laughs> Getting a is way worse than getting hit with a baseball. That's fact, and you know it. Yeah, but the the body parts that are exposed to getting hit, like the side of the kneecap or the elbow or the hands, that's that's what's. Yeah. I was always taught. I was always taught to never feel bad for hitting the guy because he can hit no. that ball right back at you, and it'd be ten times worse. So it's just oh, like, yeah. 
So guess no. what? If I do, if I do brush you back and I clip you a little bit, guess what? You could hit that. You could send that ball back one twenty back at me. It would hurt <laughs> yeah. a bit no. <laughs> Ah, I might like it. Who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, seriously, though. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Um, Thank you for having me. You know, it's been great having you, even though you kind of iced me on a text uh, last week. Dude, that was that was, a, <laughs> that was a mistake. You texted me back, yo, and I saw it. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, I texted Danny because he asked you – he asked me if uh, – you were gonna come on. I was like, yeah, I don't know. You didn't respond to my text, so Dude, I see all your. I followed you guys on Instagram. I'm seeing all your posts. I'm like, fuck. Well, I guess they didn't want me on there. And then I see. No. Your text and I'm like, that was my fault. No, but uh, all joking aside, I appreciate you coming on. I feel like uh, the baseball audience that we might have but want to have will, you know, benefit a lot from it. But also. In the hockey world, self-doubt and kind of, you know, getting sent down and just being in that position is very common. So I think a lot of people will benefit from it. And obviously, you know, I got your back and I'm so glad that you're on the uprise. But again, thank you. Um, but I probably will take you up on that BP offer. Cause Hell yeah. Now we're talking. Kids dying to get a couple wax in. Hell yeah. No, we'll just dust, dust it off a little bit. But no, I appreciate you guys having me. This was great. Yeah, man. Thank you. Pre- really, really appreciate you coming on. So, yeah. It's awesome. Cool.